2024 well it's 2024 well happy who knows well we always have to we always say next year's gonna be better because if we think it's gonna be the same as last year why go on like it's just you need you need that self-deluding hope that things are gonna and and, you know there's no reason to believe things uh aren't gonna get better i mean it's it's schrodinger's year it uh it's Um, both better same and worse as uh as last year i listen i remember do you remember when 2020 was over and everyone's saying how the hell with 2020 bring on 2021 and 2021 sucked and 2022 sucked and a lot of 2023 sucked i mean we got rid of you know we didn't get rid of it but we moved uh we moved away from covid mandates and uh we wound up paying a lot of money in, in inflation because of covid so it's like, well, yeah, next year, rah, rah, rah. That in the uh, war in uh, Ukraine. It's it's not just it's not just COVID. That do you, do you think that like you and I both talked about it, the fact that most of the people we come in contact with this year for New Year's just like spent it at home. Very did subtle. You, yeah, but did you see the pictures from Union Station? No, I'm so glad I stayed home. It was a crush. Like it was actually, thank God I was not their territory. Wait, Toronto's Union Station was. Yes. What's the what's the the, the draw at Toronto's Union Station? Well, the New Year's Eve celebration. So many people went out that the TTC hadn't anticipated the demand, and so it was just this crush of people. And apparently, because it's the TTC, there was some sort of delay. And the photos are just like, remember when the Raptors won the NBA championship? Oh, yeah, and yeah. And it was this sea of people on the street. Union Station looked like that. Because um, I was wondering, you said Union Station. I'm like, was there some kind of party at Union Station I wasn't aware of? No, it was just people because transit's free New- near UZ. Right. And um, they didn't, I don't, I don't know why they didn't anticipate. I think because the TTC right now is operating on a shoestring based on what it has to do because, okay, going to get out a soapbox for a minute. We're lagging behind the rest of the world in the transit subsidies and the province should really be paying more because it benefits the entirety of Southern and central Ontario to have a good transit system in Toronto because they consolidated everything in Toronto, so people have to go down there. Well, but, you got a you got a provincial government right now in Ontario that doesn't want to piss off northern Ontario, where they get a lot of votes. They don't want to spend, and also they want to say, "Look, look, look, look! We've got a surplus, this magical surplus." As far as I'm concerned, uh, a government surplus shouldn't be too big. Uh, you need it as a savings yeah. thing in case, but you it it should be. It should kind of balance out. Um, so, the, and every time a government, liberal, conservative, NDP, whenever they say they've got a surplus, it's because they're lying. It's because they've taken, they've lifted yeah. a rug and swept things underneath it where people won't find it right away. And they, look, we got a surplus. No, you don't. No, no, you don't have a surplus. There, yeah. that's that's my uh, that's my surplus. I'm, I'm not sure why. Also, a surplus now 
is a good thing because when times are tough, you know, and people can't afford food, the government shouldn't be crowing about a surplus. Where are you helping people if you have the money? I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, uh, I will say that um, it's interesting to me that New Year's Eve, there were a crush of people together in downtown Toronto, and nobody was there screaming for the genocide of a people. So, hey. Well, we don't know that. Well, th that wasn't the purpose of them being there. There apparently, there apparently were some protests. Oh, I know. Of course there were these people trying to show what great human beings they are. Okay, the one that gets me is the place at Keel and Steel's that was firebombed with Free Palestine written inside because the initials of the store are IDF. Well, and the owner is the owner is Jewish. Yeah, but I I you know the fact that it's IDF. Yeah. I mean Listen. this this ridiculousness that of targeting Jewish businesses and denying it's anti-Semitic, you know, that's that's like saying all Muslims are terrorists, but I'm not an Islamophobe. Like, come on. Yeah, you know, it's weird because when Muslim terrorism, Islamic uh, extremist terrorism. OK, I'm was... going to check you. I'm going to check you on that. It's Islamist. Oh. It's a tiny minority of Muslims. It is not Islamic. Terrorism is against the Quran. All right. So Islamist. Thank you. The Islamist extremist terrorists were the ones that were, were getting headlines Everybody seemed to gather around and I and I was one of them saying this is not well, representative. Not not of... everybody. Okay, you know when I say everybody, I don't mean everybody. I mean no, lots of no, people. No, 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 no. It matters though that I do think some of this is some people going, well, they did it to us. Why can't I do it to them? Maybe, but my point is that there were a lot a lot of institutional voices and left-wing voices saying that is accurate yeah this is not uh this does not represent islam this does not represent muslims um and uh, you know great and and it's true because there are a billion people identifying as muslim in the world if even half of one percent of that were actually islamist extremists the the world would be a very different place it's a small 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 percentage um yet when a uh, when when Israel and the Israeli government pursues a certain action, it's every Jew. You know, the left is like, like on every Jew in the world, as if the, the Jews outside of Israel have anything to do with how the government of Israel pursues okay. its plans. They have half, at least half of the people in Israel don't like Netanyahu and didn't before this either. So, but it's just like, yeah, every and you and, know what I think, yeah. I and I'll they talk in a sec. I think that there's a lot of this that is just people uh, in it for uh, s's and giggles. Who, in the same way, bad people were attracted to the Black Lives Matter protests after the real Black Lives peaceful protesters yeah. went home. You got people there saying, "Ha, huh, we can hide in amongst this group and cause destruction and have fun being anarchists and destroy things." And someone else will get the blame. I think there are, there's a percentage of people who don't really care one way or the other about Israel or Palestinians uh, or Jews. They just know, hey, this is a great place to go and be a-holes. 
And I think that there is a degree of that. I think there is a degree of that, but I think, you know, retro retrospectively, we have to give credit to the summer of, you know, the, the, the post George Floyd protests that, you know, compared to the, the destruction that is being justified here, that was a pretty peaceful movement and it got smeared. Now, if that's any indication of what public opinion does, because, you know, a couple of Wendy's got set on fire there and people didn't even wait to find out who did it. They just blamed Black Lives Matter, which I don't necessarily believe because we we know, as you said, you know, bad actors came in after the the actual protesters had gone home and and started causing trouble you know, causing damage to to make Black Lives Matter look bad. But it worked and support for Black Lives Matter plummeted, which is why I don't understand why any of these protest groups are going, well, that was a huge failure. Let's duplicate it and be three times as bad, four times as bad. And that's an understatement. The amount of vandalism and um, abuse of passerby, the... the the stuff that was going on at the Eaton Center where quote unquote protesters were cosplaying Hamas fighters and telling people I'll put you in the ground. It this is not protest. This is people acting out. It's well, like you said, it's they may believe they care about the issue, but there's still there's a selfish orientation here because if you actually care about the cause, don't get me wrong. I do. You know, what's going on in Gaza is horrific. But you got to be effective. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree that what's going on there is horrific. Um, I don't want to get too deep into it, but I believe. Yeah. People, also, here's the other thing. When people say Israel has a right to defend itself, people look and see Israel actually taking the offense because they're going into Gaza. And people here think, Defense is only when the empire has found you on Hoth. Um, they don't understand that. Okay, hang on. Back okay. up. Okay. But yeah, but I mean. Back up. What started this? That's why I get upset with this whole genocide thing. Because genocide has a lot to do with intent and deliberately wanting to wipe out a specific people. Okay, you know, you, you know what? You know what I say about the whole genocide thing? No. It, my take on this is really, really simple. It is my universal belief of everything. Innocent until proven guilty. Every time there is one of these wars, there is an investigation. And what usually happens, you know, going back to things like the Goldstone Report, what usually happens is they find out both sides committed war crimes and they sort out what those war crimes are. Whenever someone is accused of a crime, I don't care what it is, Innocent until proven guilty applies. Fair that enough. Is too, that is too important a principle to go, oh, yeah, except but this time. Okay. You know what? You're talking about a legal standard, which I agree with. No, the... I'm not. I'm talking about a moral standard in how I think. Okay. And, and okay. But I think the problem is we're in a world now where people, the loud voices on social media, think that they're the majority. They also think 
that they have some governing ability to go forward um, and, and do things that, I mean, it's like, go ahead, protest all you want in Canada. It isn't going to do anything for the world situation. Nothing. Like, you know, we've got a problem. There, there are homeless people that are in encampments in this country. There are uh, families struggling to make ends meet, food banks that need workers and donations. Think you oh, can do things don't say that, in this I... city and in your own city that will have an immediate positive effect on changing your world. And, but instead, and... you take your time to go out and protest where your, your energies mean nothing. They do. It absolutely does nothing. You think anybody sitting in, in uh, the Netanyahu government says, oh, dear, there's a protest in uh, at Eaton Center in Toronto. We must reconsider. Like, it's just what kind of stupid. Anyway, here's my thought. OK, uh, no, no, no. It's 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 more than that, though. Can I back you up on this one? Because I've been disagreeing with you a lot. You have? I hadn't noticed. Yeah. Anyway, go on. OK, not only do protests like that, Netanyahu cares. It benefits him. It benefits him. You're talking about a guy who came in and changed historical Israeli policy to prop up Hamas so that, you know, to weaken the PA. He wants the pro-Hamas sympathies around the world because then he can say to the people of Israel, look, the world hates you. It doesn't care about you. You need me to be a strong man and be a fascist so that you're safe because no one else cares. Everybody hates you. We're on our own. Well, in some ways, he's not terribly wrong. Um, the, the part about him being needed, no, nah, I don't agree with no, that. If, if you look at the statements from the, the Canadian government, the Australian government, the UK government, they've been pretty supportive of Israel. They've been fair. They haven't been necessarily glowing, but they have been supportive. And this idea that Biden is doing nothing to minimize casualties over there that is just i have no idea how you follow the news at all and believe that because i have no you idea want to because you want to people believe horrible things because they want to that's why when you when when uh when it's revealed that hamas hides behind civilians. And by this, I mean, they use people's private homes to stockpile weapons as communication hubs. They they do things uh, underneath or near hospitals and schools to make those buildings uh, and targeted. And that, that's been confirmed. That it's is, been confirmed. That been confirmed and, by U.S. intelligence. And they do that and people say, Nobody would do that. That's just propaganda by Israel. Nobody. That's monstrous. Nobody would. It's, un, it's unbelievable. Meanwhile, everything the Israel's accused of, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. It's like, uh, where's the balance? Now, let me get back to my discussion about my, my thought of genocide. Okay. Okay. Um, what's going on right now is because the, uh, the government of one region crossed the borders of another country and attacked its citizens. Okay, that and then that country is going after and that's a declaration of war. And so Israel, the country that was attacked, is now going after the, the government, the people who are responsible for attacking, for breaching its sovereignty and killing its citizens. This is not about let's go kill Palestinians. This is about you guys started a war. 
and we're fighting. It's government versus government. It is not about wanting to kill Palestinians. There is no intention to kill Palestinians. As much see people here, uh, Israel say we're trying to minimize casualties, and they see well, there's twenty thousand people dead. Okay, that's. I mean, I'm not going to minimize that, um, but the fact is. There, the way people are concentrated, the way two million people are concentrated in a, in the area of Gaza, it is entirely possible that twenty thousand civilians is reducing the number of civilian oh, it, deaths because it, it could it be way higher. It is. I mean, if you even look at uh, like uh, historical conflicts, twenty five percent of the 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 killings in the Holocaust uh, happened in a three month period where there was this huge spike. It was like um, 14,000 people a day. When, you know, when you think about that, they don't know how many people were killed in uh, Belgian Congo. It could have been up to a million people under, under King Leopold of Belgium. They're, they don't, you know, they don't know how many people have died full on in places like Yemen because they can't get in there. And yeah, and the Sudan, the, the monstrosities that are well, in yeah, Darfur, yeah, on right now, Darfur and Sudan, it's that's, it's that's monstrous. What's... And these people who are protesting don't seem to give a rat's behind. It's like, oh, I, I guess. Um, the uh, Palestinians are brown, but the people in Sudan are black, so they matter less. Like that's that's one reading you can take of it, because what's going on in Sudan is of a greater intensity and 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 volume than what's going on in Gaza. But you don't hear a do you, about do what's you, going on in Sudan. Do you want to hear something better, Ed? Better and that worse? Yes, I'd like to hear things that are better because they're worse. Yeah. You you know that um, uh, the South African government enacted like the genocide accusation against Israel. Oh uh, yeah. Um, yesterday they met with the Sudanese government. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like it's people, just brazen, right? Yeah, yeah, the people who are carrying out massive slaughter on a, a now, unprecedented horrible you know putting guns up to babies' heads and pulling the trigger now, like, these are horrible now, and they go and anybody meet with that. to to backstop that whole nobody would do that thing both both Sudan and South Africa ha get a lot of money from Russia and obviously Russia there's benefits to Russia making Israel look bad because it distracts from the fact that Russia is hitting civilian targets, schools and hospitals in Ukraine. The only reason that the Ukrainian death toll is not higher is because people are allowed to flee to neighboring countries. And that that's the thing I find grotesque about this whole thing, that if there is a genocide going on in Gaza, I am not saying there is, I'm saying I'm gonna take the people at their word the best thing to do is for Egypt to open the border and let the people who want to leave, leave. Screen them to make sure they're civilians, but anybody who wants to get out should be able to get out. If you do not allow that and you truly believe genocide is going on there, you are participating 
in genocide, which is why I don't buy the claims from Gaza's neighbors about genocide, because if they really thought that was true, they have a moral imperative to take those people in. Point. Another point is that it is uh, it was October 7th that the slaughter happened in yeah. Israel. Yeah. Um, here we are months later, and Israel is still in the process of identifying all the bodies. It is a slow, laborious process to identify bodies. How is it that the minute an explosion happens in Gaza, the uh, Hamas tells you exactly how many people are dead? Like, how do you, okay, how does that work but, out? Israel but... is, Israel was not in a, a, the same kind of Gaza war zone when it's studying to, to go through how many people were actually killed identifying bodies, but Hamas in a, a war zone like Gaza, immediately knows how many people are dead. This is a little bit suspicious. Okay, but also Hamas is confirmed stealing food from from the people of Gaza. They refuse to build bomb shelters the way the way Israel does. They are maximizing the death toll. I don't know how you make a unilateral charge of genocide stick against Israel since Hamas is equally responsible for those deaths. Well, that's why I don't understand. There's tons of protests telling Israel, ceasefire, ceasefire. Where's the protests telling Hamas, surrender, surrender? You know, this could all be over if you just surrender, surrender, surrender. Nobody that I can see in mass numbers is going out there saying, well, yeah, Israel could stop. Uh, Hamas could also uh, stop. Hamas could they could turn over the hostages. Everyone's like, no, no, no. Hamas can continue doing whatever horrible things they're well, doing. Not everybody. Not there's, stop. there's been some really, really good articles in the Atlantic by uh, uh, Palestinian and other Arab scholars talking about how and unless there is also pressure on Hamas, there's never going to be peace because as long as everybody's you know yelling at Israel, Hamas is happy. There's no reason to make peace. They're getting what they want. All right. Good point. And on that point, why don't we wrap this up and go to a break and come back and talk about something else? All right. Um, I have a story that I find kind of sad, but sad in a kind of funny dude kind of sad. Okay. And we uh, talked okay. about in this segment, we talked about bad actors. This story is about a bad actor. Like bad performer? Yeah. Um, we'll be back after this. All right. So, again, discussing bad actors. Because, you know, whenever I hear people talk about, you know, international situations or protests and people talk about bad actors, I'm like, uh, what, is Lorenzo Lamas there? Like, it's like, and, and there's a reference for you. But, you know, bad actors, um, it, it, it's, I find it an amusing term. But anyway, this is a story about a bad actor named uh, Ian Ziering. Remember him of, from of uh, Beverly Hills 90210 and Sharknado? And Sharknado. Um, Quality. Now, okay. First of all, dude, your name is Ian. It is not Ian. No, 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 no. Call people what they want to be called. Um, Fine. Ian. Uh, by the way, from now on, I want to be known as Eid. Eid? No, e you no, want to be named a, after that's a, that, yeah, that's a Muslim festivals? Festival. Let's not which go there. Which Eid? Because then you'd have to pick which Eid. Okay, no, I want to be known as Adi. 
Isn't Adit an Israeli woman's name? Adit is I-T. But Adi is, if I, he's Ayan, I'm Adi. Anyway. But then you'd have to put an apostrophe in your name. Ayan doesn't. Ayan doesn't put any apostrophes there. Well, that's a pronunciation. It's like people people call me Liana. Okay, that's a long A versus... It's like there's a U in it. It's it's odd. Well, anyway, for all like, the world is, looking at... Is anybody at... called Di- Diana? Um, Diana. Yeah, that's weird. I don't... You're right. That, that, that... Anyway, um, for all the world looking at the, the, the word I-A-N, the name, it's Ian. Anyway, he's Ian. Um, but there... Okay, and this isn't funny. It is never funny for someone to feel uh, threatened by a, a group, uh, especially when his, his daughter, his teenage daughter is there, well, almost teenage daughter is there. But you're going to dunk on the guy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, because he, uh, uh, on um, uh, New Year's Eve, he was uh, filmed in a street brawl with um, some people on mini bikes. <laughs> they okay. Were- they were on electric scooters. Leanna. Wasn't that the plot of that thing we started watching on Netflix? What, the, what, that golden hour? No, no, the one with the woman whose husband was allegedly killed. Oh, the, the... bomb on a nanny cam. Yeah, no, that, no, there was no, there was, was no yeah. bikes. There was no yeah, like, there, mini there scooters. Were, there, were mini, there were mini bikes. They were all the little, little ones. Yeah, he was, okay, like, when you think of a biker gang, you don't think of people on e-scooters. E- and it, I, 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 what do you mean? Those things can haul, man. Oh, my God. It, it, this I read, I was like, dude, this is something you keep quiet. You don't. No. Dude. It's like. Um, no, no. Have you ever seen how fast those things go? It's not that they're fast. It's that they're small. And these are not toughs. This is not Marlon Brando they in the still, Wild they One. They still hurt. It's not the Warriors, that movie from '79 or whatever. Okay, how how do you know they're mini bikes? Because I'm looking this up, and all I see is attacked by bikers. He said his quote that he experienced an on alarming incident of, involving a group of individuals on mini bikes. Yeah, but mini bikes can mean a lot of different things. They were scooters. They were e-scooters. E-bikes. A mini bike can also be a dirt bike. <laughs> All right. You mean no, no, they teenagers drive? Yeah, but those have those things can haul. They've got um they I mean some of some of these things have like 40cc engines in them. More. You're not you're not gonna shake me from I read the headline attacked by a gang on mini bikes. I was like, oh, oh. I, I'm not sure. Like, mini bikes are. It depends on what you. You're you're talking those little teeny ones that look like somebody's dog can drive it, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's not the only definition of a mini bike. And then Brian Austin Green um, came out to support. Uh, I am zeering. Yeah, I mean, maybe he knows what happens more than, uh, and but they were in traffic. All right. They were in traffic. These things were on the road. They damaged his car. 
there were many bikes. <clears throat> okay. Do you care what someone is driving if they show up and start damaging your car with your kids inside? No. Okay. Then why are you focusing on this detail? Because it almost sounded to me like, and this actually would be more menacing to me, is if um, someone pulled up next to you in traffic, there was a car and it was a little car and the door opened and a whole bunch of clowns came out and started uh, shaking your car. Um, or, okay, what if the clowns were, what's his name, Pennywise from It? Oh, it doesn't matter. All clowns are Pennywise from It. Um, but I like that Brian Austin Green came forward because he's like, dude, if you're going to get some media attention, I'm jumping on too. Okay, but also there's an article in the Toronto Sun. Bikers insist they didn't provoke Ian Zeering before Wild Brawl. It's, it's, I, I, I just have this image of like, I don't know, like maybe they who else was who on? These guys were. Who else was on that show? Uh, like uh, some other. Luke Perry. Uh, He's dead. Uh, Shannon Doherty. Don't make He's the joke. Dying, unfortunately. Okay. Jenny Garth. Tori Spelling. Uh, uh, what's his name? Jason Priestley. Right. Okay. The guy who hates them. us because we beat him at a comedy award. Um, like I just imagine, imagine like Brian Austin Green, um, attacked by a uh, carload of Munchkins, going to a Wizard no, of Oz production. These, these were roadworthy bikes, Ed. I hear what you're saying. I still thought found the headline made me laugh. The the bikers, okay, the bikers said what most likely happened is that dude was just going through some real personal issues that morning. Um, yeah. When's the next there's, Sharknado? There's apparently a video that shows them at least four guys assaulting them. But the but if they're saying he, they didn't provoke it and they're like defending themselves. Oh wait, themselves. wait. There's a video. Should I watch it? Should I see what these bikes look like? Okay, yeah, yeah. Let's take a look. Take a look at the video. Okay, here we are. It's a TikTok. Okay, these oh. bikes are on the road. Okay, yeah. one of them runs into him. Okay, but one of them. It... Okay, they're smacking him. They're hitting him in the head. He's running across the street. Like I said, assault they, is never a good oh, idea. Oh, he got some licks in. And oh, check him out. Oh yeah. One of them looks like it's a it's a girl. There's like this woman in a pink jacket. Oh, they they totally like this is not funny, Ed. No. No, this is not funny. What I'm seeing in this video is they basically okay. Okay, we see something happens to the hood of the car. It starts early, but he's going back to his car. And one guy, one guy runs into him with the bike. Then the woman in the pink jacket comes up, like tries to claw at his face. Then the guy hits him in the head. There's four of them beating on him in the middle of an L.A. street. Okay, see, and he runs across the road to get away from see, them. Yeah, that's not like, that's not fun. One guy tries to haymaker him in the head. He ducks. Like, I'm sorry. This is not. Oh, and, and he one guy lost his pants. That's okay, but he like, lost his pants. Oh yeah, you see his pants fall down. You see like butt crack in the video. But I, I'm sorry. It doesn't matter what they're driving when they're trying to pound the guy in the head. Well, that, that was not no. cool. Well, there's also a video of these guys 
um, on TMZ where they're they're giving their side of the story and they're wearing yeah. balaclavas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that's a, a little apparently like, dude, you're wearing a balaclava, you ride a mini bike. Apparently these these groups are well known to cause trouble. Like I'm I'm sorry. It, it, there's no excuse for four of you swarming a guy and trying to punch him in the head. Uh, no, there's no excuse for that. Like what one guy one guy just runs his bike right into him. Mm. Okay. You're and right. they're not they're not the teeny little things. They're just a lighter frame and a smaller wheelbase, but those are street worthy. They're not like Okay, I'm you know, looking those... at the bikes now. Yeah. Those those are not those are not scary bikes, but what they're doing is not right. I'm looking at when the video now. When did this suddenly become the Howard Stern show? This is what they do. Wow. This is... Uh... See what I mean? Yeah, well, okay. I mean, there's still there's still little tiny bikes, but, oh, but okay. they're full-size people. Do you see them wailing, wailing them in the head? Yeah, I wonder what the real story is that went on here. Well, it sounds like somebody cut somebody off you see the video starts where he's already out in the front of the car. Yeah. But but I'm sorry. They swarmed him. Yeah, it okay. doesn't matter. You're right. It, yeah. I stand chastened. I was being very immature, but I have those moments. You you don't lack empathy for someone just because they pronounce their name strangely. Did you learn nothing from the ghost in Molly McGee? Oh, I'm waiting for the next season of that show. That's a great cartoon. Yeah, I don't know why we can't have it in Canada. But you know that whole that whole influencer girl, Andrea? Yeah, oh, they I hate deliberately, that. Yeah, they, the they... first Andrea I ever heard of, by the way, was on 90210. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Andrea. Yeah, Gabriella yeah. Cartieris. Please. Okay, um, we're going to go to a break. And uh, have you seen Aquaman? We'll come back and talk. So, Leanna, have you, have you seen Aquaman? No, I didn't even really want to see this the first one and i, I went and i didn't like it so why would i see the second one see i i was amused by the first one i thought it was a dumb fun action movie which in the the zack snyder verse dumb and fun in superhero movies i'm all right with as opposed, as opposed to the other crap that he does um but i you know what I, I know you didn't want to see aquaman and i called our friend adam and said, hey, you want to go see Aquaman with me? He goes, yeah, absolutely. And so far, neither one of us has said, okay, when? <laughs> it's, it, it, it's like, yeah, we're going to, uh, we're not, we're not going to go. We're not going to go. Okay. Because? Um, uh, what's that? Because? Because I, I just don't feel any burning interest in seeing it. I just don't. I mean, I'm at the point of, I can't call it superhero movie fatigue. But in a sense, it is. No, um, Blue Beetle was amazing. Blue Beetle was fantastic. Sorry, my friend Michael Litvak didn't like Blue Beetle. He went to see it because I said it was good. And he didn't like okay, it. Okay, so. he wouldn't. He wouldn't understand any of the cultural references, though. Like, no movie but, is for everyone. No, I, I I liked it, and I thought the guy who played Blue you, Beetle, Jolo Mera Duena, yeah, Duena, um, yeah, he uh, who's the the, the breakout fantastic. star of Cobra Kai. He, uh, not a lot of people can go from being a TV personnel, like a TV actor, to mm -hmm. a movie actor and fill a big screen. He mm -hmm. did. Yes. No, he was great. But I am not seeing, I don't, I just don't think I'm going to see Aquaman. I have to be persuaded at this point 
to even watch it on streaming, I think. Oh, wow. Uh, they're trying to put a positive spin on Aquaman and Lost Kingdom now. What are they saying? It did it's, better than Shazam, Fury it, of the Gods? It surpassed The Flash. Okay. It surpassed The Flash's earnings. Okay. It's made $274 million worldwide. It cost 200 something million it cost to make. 215 million. And this article in Screen Rant is like James Wan's DC film might be on track to break even or even make a profit. No, no, not after two weeks in theaters. It's got to make like what double? They scaled back on marketing, but it's either double or triple the production budget. I, by the way, have you seen even. the articles where Amber Heard is thanking everybody? Um, uh, because for her, of for her, her 11 uh, appearance lines. in Aquaman. Okay, they're, they're, she's trying so hard to rehabilitate her image. Oh, I mean, you, uh, Amber Heard, you were, you were cut from the movie. You were cut down to next to nothing. Okay, not, not just that. She actively hurt the movie by claiming that Jason Momoa was deliberately dressing like Johnny Depp before it came out. To, yeah. to to torture her. Like, give me a break. Jason Momoa has always dressed like a guy who sleeps on the beach. She is um she's like rabbit boiler crazy. From everything I've seen and heard from her behavior, that's uh smile and, and move that's, slowly backwards towards the exit. That is an insult to like crazy people who don't hurt anyone. Like that's the thing. She still has her defenders. And I don't necessarily want to get into this whole mess right now, but it's, uh, wait. It's, do you mean the, do you mean the mess she left on the bedsheets? Well, that that's that's part of it. Yes, All but right. how how there's a certain point where when someone is everyone is out to get me, you have to go. Okay, maybe the problem is actually her. She yeah. did this on the first movie, but she came back. And then she did it on the second movie. At what point is there some responsibility for this? And I will say that there were the, the concern of going into this Aquaman movie was he's got a baby. You know, the him and Mira have a baby. Yeah, and, I think this was a mistake. But I it, it it apparently did not follow the comic book story. Yeah, apparently not. But I think anybody who knows. Aquaman comics, <laughs> all 12 of us. Uh, but, you know, anybody who knows Aquaman comics sees the baby, sees the rest of the story and goes, nope, that's like that second Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movie where nobody wanted to see Gwen Stacy die. Yeah, I, I, for those who don't know, um, back in the 70s, uh, there was uh, when Aquaman was leading, it was the main feature in Adventure Comics by DC, uh, he had a baby. Arthur Curry Jr. They called him Aqua Baby. And mm -hmm. Black Manta kidnapped the baby, put him in a bubble, plastic bubble full of oxygen. And the baby only could only uh, be out of water for, I think it's an hour, like Aquaman was back then. Right. And in the end, the baby asphyxiated in yep. the oxygen and died. And yep. I remember as a kid reading that, saying, wait, is there another page here where this right. gets turned? Like, what? You killed a baby? You killed a baby by asphyxiation in a comic in the 70s. What? what? Uh, you killed a superhero's baby? I was like stunned. Why did you even do that? And then uh, people were concerned that was what was going to happen in this movie. 
and uh, it didn't. Uh, the movie, the movie just stinks on its own. Or you know what? I don't even know if it stinks. To be honest a- with apparently you, apparently it is kind of all over the place, and the effects aren't very good. Well, you know the thing. Uh, another another thing, and I'll have to go to break soon. But I am uh, tired of the uh, talk of movies being only how much money did they make. Yeah. It's like, um, is it a good movie? I mean, there's lots of circumstances and reasons why a movie might not make the money that perhaps it could. Lots of reasons that have nothing to do with the quality of the movie. And See, I'm working. Yeah. I don't like the Blue Beetle hate. And here's why. Okay. They say it didn't make a ton of money, but Blue Beetle started as a Max movie. It was never supposed to be in theaters at all. And so it anything it made in theaters because they didn't do a lot of marketing on it. It was only what like a hundred million dollar budget. So Something yeah, it was very, very a, uh, slim. They put a little into it, but anything it made is an achievement considering it wasn't designed to be in theaters in the first place. It it got the stink of the flash on it. Because it was the next movie after The Flash. And people didn't know who he was. People didn't know the movie was out. And every every um, uh, Hispanic or Mexicano person I know who saw it loved it. Well, and also, and, and that, it, was like, during the, it was during before, the strikes. Right? They couldn't, they couldn't yeah. do promotional appearances like normally. But, but it'll do <laughs> real well on streaming, which is what it was designed to do in the first place. Well, it's just, you know, I, and I go back to this example, but Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny was a very entertaining movie, a very entertaining movie. And everyone was focused on how much money did it make its first weekend? The, the movies are uh, an art form, an entertainment form. The question is, did it entertain? It's like, well, if people didn't go see it, it must be I, bad. That's like the, the, the YouTube view counter. If I, you don't have a huge audience... And someone goes and looks at your video and says, oh, there's not a lot of views. It must not be very good. That's a stupid thing to say. That's not true. It's the same thing. Oh, well, the movie didn't make a ton of money. It must not be very good. No, that's not true. The how much money it makes is not uh, reliant upon whether it's a good movie or not, because lots of movies that are a pile of crap make a ton of money. So it's just, you know, let's. Uh, okay, you're concerned about the box office. I don't know why it's not your out of your pocket. But okay, why don't we look at did this movie achieve any artistic or entertainment value? Well, okay, like look at a, a perfect example of this is which was the better movie, Captain Marvel or the Marvels? Uh, the Marvels was a lot more fun. Yeah, I, I, I Captain Marvel is just bleh. Yeah. But Captain Marvel made a billion dollars because it was the movie in between Infinity War and Endgame. The Marvels didn't make a ton of money because, one, people finally admitted that Captain Marvel wasn't that great. It wasn't Brie Larson. It was the concept behind it. It wasn't that great. The Marvels was a good movie, but nobody saw it because Secret Invasion was not good on Disney+. And Captain Marvel, no one felt a compelling need to rush out and see a Captain Marvel sequel. It was a movie nobody asked for. See, I really like, what's her name, Iman Vellani? I Listen, Kamala, uh, the Kamala Khan character, Miss Marvel, that and, uh, Marvel series 
was one of my favorite of the Marvel TV series. I, I think she's amazing. I but... even like uh, Monica Rambeau. Yeah, 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 and, yeah, yeah. She's good and too. I, but I did think Carol Danvers was better used in the Marvels than she was in Captain Marvel or anything since then. Well, well, uh, I mean. We'll allow people check these things out, folks. There, Don't worry about example, how much money they made. There's an example. I mean, the first um, Christopher Nolan Dark Knight film, the first Batman movie, it didn't do huge business because he was recovering from the Schumacher films. James Gunn's Suicide Squad didn't make a ton of money because he was recovering from the Suicide Squad movie before him. They're both good movies. All right, we got to go to a break. It's left, and you mentioned Christopher Nolan. Yeah, <laughs> jerk. Do you want to quickly slide this? I mean, this is definitely a come on, dude, kind of uh, kind of story. Yeah. Tell us about this, it. This this was me being uncharitable, but I I I be I'm going to be honest about my response to this. All right, okay, because um. Christopher Nolan accepted an award, uh, it, the New York Film Critics Circle. Um, he was taking a Peloton class. You know those bikes that they stream uh, exercise classes onto your bike when it's in your home? Yeah, there's a screen on the bike, yeah. Yeah, and so Christopher Nolan's in a Peloton class, and the instructor started saying that she used a song from Tenant, the movie, that was released during COVID. It was that was this by the way, let me go on time travel thing that was awful. Well, the the Peloton instructor agreed with you, Ed, because she said, Did anyone see this? That's a couple of my uh hours of my life I'll never get back. And Christopher Nolan told this story while accepting the best director award for Oppenheimer. And Christopher Nolan said when Rex Reed, who's a film critic, takes mm. a bleep on your film. He doesn't ask you to work out. In today's world where opinions are everywhere, there's a sort of idea that film criticism is being democratized. But I, for one, think the critical appreciation of films shouldn't be an instinct, but it should be a profession. Dude. He's basically saying she's not allowed to have an opinion. Yeah, dude, it's a fitness class broadcast streamed to probably thousands or more yeah get he over didn't... yourself you're win. i think your point is dude you're up here winning a prestigious award yes. why do you care what your peloton instructor said yeah but also he didn't mention which movie it was but it's the internet and so people found the clip of the the cycling instructor and it was about tenant and you know tenant wasn't the audio mix was brutal and everything like that but my thought was one like dude let it go you're taking an award be gracious stop this we are serious filmmakers and you know nothing nonsense but i also thought dude you have millions you directed like what two three batman movies hire a personal trainer you cheap you know what <laughs> a fine point and a good place for us to uh, say our farewells. Um, <clears throat> oh, see, there's my throat again. Um, Liana is uh, the host of It's Not Therapy, a fantastic podcast that uh, deals with uh, emotional, mental, and, interpersonal challenges. And some people don't like it and tell me so. And I wouldn't talk about this if I was winning an award. <laughs> exactly. 
Uh, yeah, but, like, what? but it is a great podcast. I'm biased, but even aside from the bias, objectively, a really useful and, podcast. Unfortunately, the streaming on it is messed up right now. So if you want to be up to date, please go directly to Podbean. It is not populating to Apple Podcasts and Google and all that stuff. Yeah, I got to. Yeah, um, got to get on that. Um, yeah, and this uh, is what I get for trusting people. Oh, we're going to make you money. Come to the service. It's better. And it's broken. And now they won't fix it. Um, and I am on uh, 94.9 The Rock uh, out of Toronto, uh, midnight to 5 a.m. Eastern time. You can find it on the rock.fm or the rock app. Uh, now the, the show is coming from my home studio, so I don't have to drive an hour there and an hour back in the uh, the butt crack of dawn. Uh, and that's it. Okay, Liana, it's time for us to uh, bid adieu. We're just full of grievance today, aren't we? Well, it's it's 2024. Okay, that, that's normal for you. But for me, I'm kind of cranky. It's well-deserved. Anyway, okay. time for us to go. Do it. Bye-bye. <laughs>